0: Hello and welcome to Scran. I'm Rosalind Erskine and this is a podcast dedicated to food and drink. This week I'm really excited because I'm going to be heading to UCB's Deli to chat to a few people at the Women in Hospitality dinner. I'll be talking to Giovanna Eusebi, owner of UCB's Deli, about her restaurant and how this event came about. Another key part of tonight's dinner is to raise money for the Andrew Fairley Scholarship. So Kate Fairley will be talking to us as well, now that she's running his Michelin star restaurant and keeping his legacy alive. This scholarship is funded by Hip Scotland, and the chief executive of this Scottish charity is David Cochrane. He is going to be telling us about his fundraising, including a hike up Mount Kilimanjaro, in which he had what he claims to be the world's highest burn supper. Hi Giovanna, thanks so much for your time today on what is set to be a really busy evening. Hi Rosalind, it's lovely to have you here. Can you tell us a bit about tonight's dinner and why you felt it was important to have
1: this kind of event? Um, Well this year we are climbing Kilimanjaro for the Andrew Fairley Scholarship um, and for Macmillan, the hospice where Andrew spent his last few weeks. Um, We're doing it, it's been organised by Hit Scotland, which is an important industry charity um, who support lots of people within the industry. So they have organised the climb along with Andrew's brother Jim. We are doing it to, to really keep Andrew's memory alive and uh, keep the spirit of what he does. Although the restaurant is there and it's, it's, it's an amazing flagship and it's everything, but I think Andrew, what was important to him was that his legacy lived on and that he would give one boy and one girl a chance to have the chance that he had. Um, and we're also doing this in conjunction with Business Women Scotland. Uh, and I can't take any credit for tonight at all. It goes down to Lynn Kennedy, who is a mastermind behind Business Women Scotland. Um, so it's all about supporting uh, women in the industry and also the Business Women Scotland Awards um, for women in hospitality, which are open this year.
0: So as you've said, tonight is about celebrating women in the food and drink industry. Um, how have you felt being a woman in what is often thought as a
1: male-dominated industry? I, I never see anything as being male or female. You know, I've, I I I just think you go on on your ability, on your belief. To say that our restaurant is built on on generations of very, very strong women in my family, but equally behind them are some incredible men who have, you know, without them, you know, partnership hand in hand. It's working with people and making connections, uh, building a very strong team. And I'm very lucky that we've got great diversity in our team here at Eusebius. So I'm very proud of them all.
0: And um, you mentioned it has been has um, been around for a long time, I think it's about 40 years in Glasgow, is that right? Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. So how did it all start? Well, initially it started my grandparents, my great-grandmother actually, I had a cafe in Sherylson Road. She was 16 when she came to Glasgow. It's just no age at all to come from Italy on a ship. And she opened a cafe in Sherylson. And as years progressed, my grandparents moved to the West End and had an ice cream factory and, a, and cafes there at the time. And then my father branched out on his own, went back to the East End of Glasgow and he had a lovely wee fruit shop that over the years became a deli as people, you know, in those days you couldn't buy a bottle of olive oil, it was kind of exotic and so were red peppers and, and it evolved from there and, you know, people would come in and my mum would cook for them, they would bring their dishes in, she'd make them real food not fake food and the deli grew from there gradually and then about 10 years ago We've got the building here, myself and my brother in the West End and we opened up UCB's five years ago as a restaurant, deli and we now have a bakery in the original shop in Shettleston. And
0: what can diners expect when visiting this location in the West End?
1: I think for me it's, it's about real, a real experience. It's about real food and not fake food. That's really, really important to me. It's made with generations of love. And I hope that people will also get a food hug, which if you came into a reshop shop East nice my mother and father were there, and they were so kind to people. There was more people in the kitchen than what there was in the front shop. And the food was made every day by my parents, myself, an old auntie who was in her 70s, and another old lady who worked with us who was a 100 so it was made by really old Italian ladies you know so yeah so this is a spirit that Eusebius is built on and it's what we still offer today
0: and you definitely need a food hug today because we're currently in the middle of Storm Dennis
1: <laughs> yeah it's a big hulae outside
0: <laughs> so is it this family sort of orientated sense of cooking that is your main influence
1: definitely everything starts from my grandmother's table in Italy she grew all her own food they worked with the seasons I learned so much from them as a child because I spent so much time with them and they had a very simple life and I, and I think nowadays everything's become so complicated, so fake, and it's lovely to go back to the old ways. And so that's the spirit of in here. When we opened up UCBs, we wanted to slow things down and make from scratch. So everything we make fresh pasta every day. You know, we make we have our own bakery. The original Shop and shadows our bakery, so everything is made from scratch. The menu changes every season, as it did at her table. And we always go back to her table and inspired by her dishes and by her land. And then we give them a modern twist with a sort of Scottish angle on them.
0: Off the back of that, do you have a favourite traditional Italian dish? And do you have a favourite that's got a bit of a Scottish twist as well?
1: I think the most simple dish in Italian cooking is sugo, which is a simple tomato sauce. And that always takes me back to my grandmother's table because they grew all the tomatoes on their land they sieved them they bottled them and we had them all year so it's the most simple thing that, and it's the aroma that sweet smell that i grew up with it woke me up on a sunday morning pots of it cooking uh, in the kitchen um, so that was kind of the heart of our home I, I think really i just love the simplicity of italian cooking it's just about A caprese salad is about the best tomato, the best mozzarella and the best olive oil. It really is about three ingredients in every plate and there's nowhere to hide. And in Scotland, you know, we have amazing produce and we incorporate a lot of that in our dishes. So we've had goat from Myerside Farm. We've done a goat ragu with it. We use Peelham Farm for a lot of our meat as well. A local fish comes from the Fish Brothers, and um, so we feature, you know, lovely hand dive scallops from Scotland, langoustine in our menu, but all done with an Italian twist. So we have an immense larder on our doorstep. Sounds good, and it? it
0: makes me look even more forward to tonight's dinner. <laughs> so, just to go back to tonight's dinner, which is about the hospitality industry. What advice would you give someone who's looking to get into the industry
1: today? Hey, I I would think never never be scared. Believe in yourself. You know we were all on that journey at one point in our lives. So we're still learning. I'm still learning every day. You know there's so many other people who want to reach a hand out to you. When I was struggling at one point, it was other people who helped me, who reached a hand out, Andrew being one of them, who very quietly in the hostel, reached out to many, many, many people, there's so many stories and the common thing that connects us is kindness, you know, so kindness is very important, you know, and believe in yourself, if you have an idea, try it, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, find a mentor, find somebody you, you, you love, you'd love to work with, get a job with them, you know, so...
0: And do you find that the industry in Scotland is a bit like that? If you needed help and support, you say, like, Andrew was someone who was helpful to you. Do you find that it's, because it's quite a small place that it's all quite supportive within the single industry?
1: Absolutely. It's, it's a very small family, you know, and it's amazing even for tonight how people have reached out to us, you know, to support us. And likewise, you know, trying to help as many people as I can. You know, if someone gives you kindness and, and, and you get a bit of goodness in your life, you really have to pass that back, that's the most important thing and Hit Scotland are very good with that, it really is one big family you know, one person, is making a chain of, of helping each other you know, and Business Women in Scotland the same it's about holding a hand out to other women and pulling them up just remember where you were at one point in your life and that's how I look at everything you know. And um, is there anything about your job that might surprise people? That might surprise people? I think you know, I, There's there's You have to love what you do, you know, and I really, really love what I do. I I love watching love stories unfolding at tables. I love watching people, making people happy. All I ever wanted to do in my life was to make lovely food and make people happy. And that's there's, there's nothing surprising about that. You know, you just have to put your heart into every day. Behind the scenes, yeah, it's long hours. I don't know anyone's surprised about that, but I have a great team you know, behind us.
0: And um, what are your plans for 2020? Do you have any other special dinners like tonight on the cards? Yep, yeah, we have International
1: Women's Day. So we did a big event last year and we are definitely going ahead with that this year. We're also doing some wine dinners with our wine producers in Italy come over. So we'll have about four or five of those this year to look out for. And we will have um, still to be announced some celebrity chef dinners in conjunction with us to, to raise some more money for the Andrew Fairley Scholarship.
0: Um, and I'm going to speak to Kate a bit about this but the Andrew Fairley Scholarship how and from your side of things how do you think it benefits like young people today?
1: I think the, uh, it, it's a very unique scholarship and, and Andrew was very much into equality. and the, the, the thing about the scholarship is that it's a, for one boy and for one girl. You know, and at one point in everyone's life there's just need one person to believe in you and at one point that was Andrew and at one point that was everybody who needed someone to believe in them and it's carrying on his legacy we have the best chef in scotland andrew fairly restaurant is the best restaurant in scotland without any shadow of a doubt top 50 in the uk so we can't let that go we have to celebrate that culinary excellence you know by going to the andrew Fairley restaurant and by continuing his legacy with the Andrew Fairley Scholarship. Thanks very much for your time. Oh, thank you, Rosen. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. And I'm looking forward to dinner. <laughs> thank you. I hope you enjoy it.
0: So I'm here with Kate now. Hi, Kate. How are you? hi there, I'm really well. Um, I've mentioned we're at Eusebius and I think we're all looking forward to dinner, Um, what is it that you're looking forward to tonight?
2: Well I'm certainly looking forward to the dinner, I always love coming here, I brought two lovely friends with me tonight and really the food, the service, the atmosphere, just the fact that Giovanna's made this happen is amazing, I'm so proud of her as I always always have been and yeah, just really happy to be here. So uh, Giovanna mentioned that um, part of the reason we're here tonight as well is Celebrating Women
0: is uh, today's money for the Andrew Fairley Scholarship. So, could you tell us a bit more about that? Um, how did it all come about?
2: Well, initially, David Cochrane, who's also going to be here tonight, he is the CEO of Hits Scotland and he'd approached Andrew year before last to talk about spearheading um, the Andrew Fairley Scholarship. Andrew was honoured and immediately agreed to it as long as it was going to complement the Rue scholarship that he's famous for and being the first scholar. And it just went from there, really quickly established, lots of people helping and it's become already recognised, last year being hugely successful. So we're hoping for the same again this year. Uh, so how can people apply and what do you need to be eligible? People can apply very, very easily. They would just have to go onto the Hits the Hits Scotland website, then they're they're provided with a, a form. They have to write quite a quite a piece about what makes them an ideal candidate. So it's got to be very in line with Andrew's principles, his values, his his ethos i'd say there's still freedom to be creative with their own cooking style but there's certain things that they would have to do in order to be an ideal competitor if that makes sense do you think scholarships like this open up the industry to people who maybe wouldn't have considered a career in the industry before well that was a crucial part of this scholarship and um, again i think the accessibility is really reflects what andrew was all about he always wanted to give people a chance no matter where their background I think the tone of the scholarship certainly smacks of accessibility it's it's um less daunting less intimidating that's not what Andrew was about so we've tried to make it as accessible as possible and then what are you most looking forward to about this year's scholarship which I think is in its second year I think if it can be as good as last year then I'll be just over the moon I'm looking forward to seeing even more applicants this year lots of new talent and really examples of what's going on all around us just below the radar that is actually really really impressive. So obviously we're here for
0: what's going to be a fab dinner and the dining scene in Scotland has changed dramatically over the last few years. Do you think that this change such as people's interest in provenance and and good food has
2: made fine dining such as restaurant Andrew Fairley more accessible to everyone? 100% I think yeah the short answer is yes. I think with the digital industry as well and Instagram that's obviously helping you know help people see through what they might have been yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe slightly daunted by and even the clientele that we have nowadays you know we're seeing a huge diversity with people that come through the door so yeah I would say I would say it's helping yes imagine there's probably more young people as well More young people? Yes definitely for sure yeah And I interviewed Andrew
0: a few years ago um, and on a separate occasion visited the Secret Garden which was amazing and I won't tell anyone what it is <laughs> <laughs> and it was really clear during um, the time that I spent with him that he was passionate about local produce and champagne in Scotland so how important would you say was it for him
2: to support young talent and what do you think he would make of the scholarship so far well you're absolutely right first off he would be absolutely over the moon with with last year's performance how it was uh, orchestrated the quality of the the people helping out on the actual day of the event itself and also the, how robust the team of people are, you know, in the sort of behind the scenes. He was all about excellence and I think every aspect of the scholarship so far has just been amazing. He, he, would, he would be looking down really in admiration right now, I think. Very proud. Do you have any plans for 2020 that you can share with us? I think I'd like to just say we'd like to be, continue, you know, just being as, as good as we are the team have really pulled together in the last year, which for obvious reasons has been a, a real roller coaster. I couldn't be prouder of them all. I would say we'd like to still be innovative, still be real creatives, but make sure that we still you know, we still continue the the, the values of Andrew and what he stood for make sure that's still, you know, integral
0: So now we're going to move on to the section of the podcast called My Life in Foods, which is where I'll ask you some quick fair questions and if you just answer as quickly as you can with the first thing that comes into your mind Is that okay? Get you ready? (laughs) I'll try (laughs) What food brings back childhood nostalgia? I think my mum's
2: roast chicken dinner, probably If you were to cook a meal for yourself in an hour what would it be? It would be a bolognese made with Italian sausages with pasta
0: what's your food guilty pleasure butter
2: (laughs) you're in a bar at 1am what do you order it would have to be a large gin and tonic if you knew it was going to be your last ever meal what would you choose steak and chips just the way andrew cooked them with bernese sauce oh thank you
0: very much for your time kate that was really interesting to hear more about the scholarship and i think you will also as well as me be looking forward to dinner tonight oh definitely thanks it's been a pleasure thank you thank you very much it's almost time to sit down for the dinner um, here at UCB's Deli. There's an opera singer who's absolutely wonderful. I've got a glass of Prosecco, so I'm quite happy. I've also got the menu in front of me. So we've got four courses tonight for the dinner. It's a starter of burrata, which is one of my favourites. It would normally be served, or I've usually had it with some fresh tomatoes and olive oil, but this is a winter salad with radish, fennel, anchovy, and a dressing that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. Then we've got a risotto, which is a served with, again, a sort of a seasonal winter uh, thing, which is uh, black truffle, which always goes down really well, I find. Then we've got cods, which is served with salt, baked celeriac, baby globe, artichoke, paper and raisin that's great celeriac is a really good winter root vegetable which goes with a lot of things and luckily for me it is one of my favorites and then to finish we've got a limoncello torta with pistachio gelato which will no doubt be amazing because all italians have really good gelato and i don't think i know anyone that doesn't like limoncello so i'm really looking forward to trying all these dishes tonight and speaking to some more people So I'm here now with David Cochran who's the Chief Executive of Hit Scotland. Um, Hi David.
3: Hello, nice to meet you.
0: You too. So we discussed earlier with Giovanna and Kate about the Andrew Fairley Scholarship. Could you tell us a bit about how that came about with regards to Hit Scotland?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean Hit Scotland, our Sunday name is the Hospitality Industry Trust for Scotland and uh, we cover, we're a Scottish charity and we cover the whole four corners of Scotland, but we do one event in London as well. And back in 2011, so literally nine years and one month ago, Andrew and I climbed Kilimanjaro with 17 other people to raise money for the scholarships that we give out. Now, the events that we do raise money through the usual auctions, raffles and ticket prices and things like that. These days, many hundreds of people that apply online in the autumn term for what, in essence, is a development opportunity. We call it scholarships, but it's really five days away from work. It's learning from the best of the best. And we pay for everything and organize the logistics of people. And we like to think they're absolutely inspirational development opportunities. And with Andrew's passing last year, we felt that the best way that we could recognize his legacy was to actually create not just one, but two scholarships in the name of Andrew Fairley, uh, making it quite unique having one male and one female scholarship. And so last year we went through really the same process we do with all our uh, scholarship applications and many people applied from all sorts of different aspects, in this case, chefs around Scotland. And we had a very illustrious group of judges that did a very high-pressured, high-powered skills test at Glen Eagles Hotel back in October, November last year. And two people, Emma from Inverlochy Castle and Joe from the Duneside House Hotel up in Aberdeen, they were crowned as the Andrew Fairley Scholars. And um, what that will mean is that this year they'll have some inspirational learning opportunities in New York um, at restaurant Andrew Fairley in the kitchen there for a few weeks itself and also down in London with the one of the best chefs in the world a lady called Claire Smith and so these two relatively young people are going to have an absolute opportunity of a lifetime really to refine some of the skills that they want to do and make their workplace a, a much more professional better place to be and so us as consumers will get fantastic plates of food just like we've had at usabies tonight
1: yeah
0: it's been great so far Have you what's been your favorite course
3: well that's <laughs> a hard one that's a tricky one because i mean every course so far has been great i particularly like the risotto i wasn't expecting too much when I saw it on the plate but the taste and the flavours were just absolutely superb and I think also the food's only as good as the people actually p- putting it in front of you and I think the, the front of house people tonight have been absolutely superb at you say it's just uh, looking after us very well, making sure the wine's topped up uh, and the water of course but also I think the, the food has just been excellent. It's my first time here actually at the restaurant so I'm delighted to be here particularly recognising our, our friend Andrew Fairley and what is doing for that as well. Because
0: I didn't realise this, bit in your speeches in the start it was said that this was a favourite restaurant of Andrew's and Kate's, so it's nice for that connection to kind of come full circle.
3: Absolutely, and I'm sitting next to Kate tonight and uh, I know she's thrilled to be here and, and I know Andrew probably is looking down on us, uh, pleased that we're doing something in his memory, but I think what makes it extra special is that Giovanna and Michael are both actually climbing Kilimanjaro with us this year. So there's 17 people in September that will be retracing the same footsteps that we did back in 2011, and I'm the only one that's done it previously, so people are asking me what it's like, what the food's like, and maybe one thing to mention is that when we were there in 2011, we also took some haggis and neeps and tatties up, and we had what we think was the highest uh, burn supper in the world and that was a absolute magical moment on day six of the climb when we were at a very high altitude but still enjoyed some great Scottish produce
0: and does haggis taste different at that altitude it does it does
3: (laughs) it does and Mickey who's the head porter he took a, a teaspoonful literally because cooking things at that altitude is quite tricky as well and the whole mountain seemed to go silent when he actually was eating it. And we didn't know what he was going to do, whether he might say that was wonderful or, or alternative. But actually, he put the teaspoon down and he said, that was absolutely delicious. So <laughs> there was a huge cheer and it was just great. It was a nice sort of another highlight moment. Uh,
0: and... Uh- applications open this year is it the autumn time you said
3: well that's when we had the skills test but it'll be in march just next month now that people uh, will put the application information mainly online to everybody uh, and it's through the hitscotland.co.uk website but then we'll be calling people back to gleneagles the actual final it's on the third of november this year um, so plenty of time to refine skills, but it means I've got to taste lots of food in between, <laughs> which is a great <laughs> part of the shame. job. Absolutely, <laughs> that's right. I have to keep walking mountains just to try and keep some sort of fitness going. Yeah,
0: And it's good that it's open to a, a man and a woman as well, because I imagine that pushes women who maybe wouldn't put themselves forward normally, like we're saying tonight, it's a little bit of confidence and building each other up. And
3: Absolutely, yeah, it's uh, very important. And I think the more diverse the industry is, because of course already it's a very diverse industry, it, it seems to just work, and I think it's called the imagination. And I always take the view it's uh, it's not necessarily male or female per se. It's the the best person. But I think women certainly for this year's scholarships were absolutely at the top of the top of the the, the tree as far as putting themselves forward, and that's where we respond to the people that apply to us. But uh, no, that's a great message.
0: So now we're going to move on to the part of the podcast which is called Desert Island Jams or Jinx, if, if you're not a whiskey drinker. So would you prefer it to be Jams or Jinx?
3: I think drinks, but I might include a dram. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's fine. Um, so if you could take three drinks onto a Desert Island, what would they be and why?
3: Well, I think it'd have to be a Champagne to start with, because I think you can celebrate with champagne and you can also commiserate with champagne. So I think uh, something nice just to settle you into your desert island would be good on the champagne front. Then I'd have to move to it was a tough one between wine or gin, actually. I think a white wine, I think a chilled white wine might just stick with the, the champagnes and then onto so white wine. With my coconuts or whatever I'm going to eat. I don't know what you said. I could eat on the island. Um, But then I think I'd have to finish with Royal Nagar whiskey. Uh, Have a royal, very full-bodied whiskey as the sun goes down and uh, maybe contemplate what I'm going to do the next day because I don't know what else is on my island. So I might be thinking about how I'm going to get back to the mainland. But uh, but I've had some champagne, some white wine and some uh, whiskey. uh, Probably in that order. That would just be perfect for me.
0: Sounds good. okay well thank you very much for your time that's really it's really great to hear more about what you guys do and the scholarship and what's coming up this year
3: my pleasure thanks lovely to meet you thank you you too thanks So
0: we've had a great meal here in Eusebius Deli tonight. It's been really interesting to talk to Giovanna about the restaurant, about the dinner tonight, about women in hospitality and also Kate Fairley. She talked about the scholarship from Andrew Fairley and preserving his legacy and uh, David Cochrane who talked about Hit Scotland's involvement in that. And we've, as I said, we've had quite a few wines as well as quite a lot of water. Um, it's been a lovely, lovely way to spend a Sunday night. And personally, I think it's really nice to hear how Andrew Fairley's legacy is being preserved with this scholarship. I think everyone within the industry and Scotland in general was quite hard hit about the news of his death. So it's absolutely lovely to hear how his name will continue on with young chefs in the future. You can download Scran wherever you listen to your podcasts, but for exclusive, interactive, immersive content, download the Entail app for iOS and Android. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review Scran and help other listeners discover us too. This is a Laudable production for The Scotsman. You can find out more about Laudable and its other local podcasts by following on Twitter, where we are at Laudable Pods, and Instagram by searching Laudable underscore
3: podcasts.